This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, sir. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. All right, and I am your host, John Rush, Rush to Reason, KLZ 560. Eddie Gifford joining us now, Wealth Advisor with Tactive, which is tech space for active investing. Eddie, welcome. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? Doing great. Always a joy having you. We appreciate you joining us again today. All right, let's talk about cryptocurrency because uh, it hasn't done that well lately, but is that going to change? Well, I think that when you're looking at any type of investment right now, it just comes down to whether or not we are in a risk-on or risk-off environment. Now, while I'd say that in the big picture, everything looks like risk-off. We got this thing called inflation going on. We got uh, some other things going on. We have interest rates going up. We've got a new report next week uh, from uh, that's going to tell us if we grew or did not grow in the form of a GDP over the last quarter. And so there's like a lot of things happening next week. But I think that uh, what we're seeing is We've seen the cryptocurrencies get beat up really, really bad this year. We've mm-hmm. seen the technology companies and the stock market get beat up really, really bad this year. And so what was interesting was we started to see a recovery in more technology-type investments, and that caused us to take a closer look at crypto. And, and what ended up happening was crypto just kind of followed suit. And, and so... Uh, yeah, and really I quick, I want to stop, stop you for just one second. Yeah. I think that went against what a lot of people's school of thought was on crypto, was it not? Yeah, I mean, and, and we've we've seen a lot and we've heard a lot. And unfortunately, uh, because of some recent happenings like Luna going from over $100 down to zero in a matter of a couple months, and then uh, Celsius, a, uh, basically crypto exchange and provider uh, declaring bankruptcy because they over leveraged everything we had a really bad taste in our mouth when it came to cryptocurrency in general but like i tell all my investors and all my clients uh, you know it doesn't really matter if crypto is around in 10 years i mean the, you, you can believe that it's going to go to a hundred thousand if you're looking at bitcoin you can believe that it that it doesn't exist 10 years from now but the reality is it, it exists today and it acts like a, a, a technology or an aggressive, growthy investment on steroids almost. And so when you can catch a trend to the upside, you can make a lot of money really, really fast. Of course, uh, if you're just buying and holding, I don't, I don't think that's the play right now if you're playing in that market. I and by the way, I, I would agree with that. I again, it's not that I'm against any of the crypto stuff. I've got a little bit played around with it some, just to you know, again, just so you kind of uh-huh. see what it's doing and and watch it go up and down and up and down and up and down. I I don't know. I guess I'm 
Maybe I'm old school, more of a traditionalist. I don't know, Eddie. Crypto's never, I mean, I know a lot of folks made a lot of money, you know, early on, especially Bitcoin. They bought stuff really, really cheap. Even some of them cashed out and did well. You know, I get all of that. I, to me, I just, I don't know. I'm not convinced it's going to last. I'm sorry. I just, that's just me. Hey, everybody's entitled to their own opinion, right? Uh, I don't know if it's going to last either, if I'm being honest, but you know, there, there are a lot of arguments that uh, ca- make the case that this is yeah. the next Internet, yeah. uh, the blockchain and the cryptocurrencies. And, and, you know, I could definitely make the argument that the governments in general will like it because it has a audited track record for everything. Yeah, I can see that. And so from a reporting standpoint... The pr- the pro- you know, real I mean, quick, like, though, let me, let me... I want to fr- yeah. interject there for a second. Though. On the same token... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see them not liking it because they can't inflate it and make it fiat currency like we have now. This is true. This is true. Yeah, when, when there's a finite number of coins, you can't just keep. Yeah, they can't money, just blow right? them up, right? Like they do the dollar. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And and you know, like Bitcoin, like every few years, they actually have the amount of coins available, so they actually have kind of inflationary right. protections in place for right. coin compared to if you look at our dollar. Oh. Uh, yeah, and, no know, comparison. Years ago, it was a dollar. Now it's three cents, right? Correct. So. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, no, I, and, um, and, and I get what you're saying. I can see where, especially government entities like the IRS, would love something like crypto and blockchain and so on, because they can see where every one of those has gone. Where, let's face it, they can't do that with with dollars. I mean, they can to some extent on the digital side, but let's face it, Eddie. You know, you, you give somebody a hundred dollar bill, that thing could float all the way around the world, and and the governments and IRS would have no idea where that hundred dollar bill went. That's the one thing that I don't think they care for. Uh, on the same right. token, they can inflate that hundred dollar bill. To your point a moment ago, as many times over as they want, and I don't think that's the thing about crypto they like. Well, the current, I mean, especially the current administration, right? They are huge, huge, huge subscribers to uh, modern economic theory, which basically says we can print as much money yep. as, as we want to, and it'll yep. never affect things. That's right. Now, the interesting thing about that is, Palace come out and said like. Hey, this is a problem. We are on the train. Yeah, time out. The train is coming. Yeah, exactly. It's going to wipe us out, but not yet, right? And, and so that, that's that's what he's throwing out there is kind of like a CYA uh, type scenario. Well, I, I feel like Eddie uh, that every one of these Fed chairs knows the train is coming to the station. They know that the light is you know down the ways a little bit, and they can see it. They also know that they're going to be off the track and out of the station before it ever arrives. So I kind of get the feeling that yeah, they know it's coming. Yeah, they can be a little nervous about it, but they're not the guy that you know that it's at the station, the conductor waiting for the train to arrive. So at the end of the day, does it really affect them? And the answer is no. Well, I mean, if, if it actually affected them or, and or if they cared whether or not it affected everybody else, then a lot of the administration would actually have terms other than just the president, right? You wouldn't be able to be in, the, <laughs> you wouldn't be able to be a lifelong politician if that was the case, right? Mm. So like they, they obviously don't care uh, about the people that they're supposedly trying to serve. But no, I, I think you know the, that's the reality that we're facing. And, and I think that that's why you've got a lot of people that are scared right now. Like, okay, well, what happens if we do have this huge inflationary blow up? And, and this time, guess what? It's not a United States problem. It's a global problem yeah. because we're so intertwined with everybody else everywhere. And mm-hmm. so 
you know, that's why just like across the board, whether it's your traditional stocks and bonds and mutual funds and that type of stuff, or whether you're dabbling in cryptocurrency or you keep think cryptocurrency is the future, doesn't really matter. I think that any type of investment strategy that you're implementing right now better have some type of protective mechanism worked in, whether that's a hedge or a short or just a stop to get out if you hit a certain point. And, you know, the, the buy and hold in almost every universe right now can really get you clobbered. Okay. Eddie, how do folks learn more about what you have going on? So easiest way, go to tactivewealth.com. That's uh, T as in Tom and then the word active, uh, wealth, W-E-A-L-T-H.com, slash Eddie Gifford, and that's Eddie with a Y, E-D-D-Y-G-I-F-F-O-R-D. That would be the first place to, to start, just to kind of get to know me a little bit better and how I do things. And we look forward to being able to help you in whatever way we can. Eddie, I uh, appreciate it. Thanks for joining us, as always. I mean that. Thank you. All right. Thank you. you bet. Good stuff. Have a great evening, Eddie. Uh, Absolute Electrical Heating and Air is coming up next. And as Joe said earlier, hey, uh, if your air conditioning isn't working just right and you think there's something that needs to be taken care of, save money, get that done, because the more efficiently it works, the more money you save. And that works with the Quiet Cool system as well, which right now there's $300 off through Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. 720-526-0231 or klzradio.com. Reduce your energy costs with a quiet cool fan installation from Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Because quiet cool homes don't reheat as quickly as homes without the system, your quiet cool fan reduces the dependence on air conditioning. When your home stays cool, you don't waste as much energy trying to keep it that way. Your new quiet cool fan also uses 90% less energy than running AC throughout the day, which helps with the bills too. The U.S. Department of Energy called the Quiet Cool Whole House Fan the most cost-efficient way to cool your home. Take advantage of the cool mornings and give your AC and wallet a rest this summer. Pull up to 50 degrees out of your house with a Quiet Cool system installation from Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Schedule your comfort evaluation with a trusted expert at 720-526-0231. Mention KLZ and you'll get a $300 rebate when your install is completed. Again, that's 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Folks, any kind of an accident, whether you're involved in one, you were the cause of, the reciprocant of, a slip and fall, anything along those lines where you don't feel like things are going the way they should, especially with the other insurance company, Give Kevin Flesh a call, 303-806-8886. His name is spelled F-L-E-S-C-H. Also find him at fleshlawfirm.com. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law has a unique background that makes him a more effective advocate for you. He handles both criminal and civil cases. Most attorneys only do one or the other, but Kevin has almost 25 years of experience on both sides, which means he has more practice in the courtroom. Most personal injury attorneys will say they have experience in court, but since only about 10% of personal injury cases actually go to trial, those attorneys only appear in court once or twice a year. Because Kevin also takes criminal cases, he appears in court constantly. Kevin has a rare ability to present an argument that only comes from years of experience learning how to read a courtroom. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh continues to practice both civil and criminal defense because he believes the courtroom keeps him nimble. Trial tested, trial ready. 
Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law. Schedule a free consultation now, 303-806-8886. K&R Home Transitions, buying, selling, adding to your rental portfolio. Give the gals a call. They'll help you do what's best for you because that's what they do. Two realtors for the price of one. K&R Home Transitions, 720-437-8210. They always find a way. Buyers having trouble competing with cash offers, veterans with credit issues who need a new place immediately because their lease got canceled, sellers who don't have the time or resources to clean up the property for showings. Catherine and Robin of K&R Home Transitions will do whatever it takes to buy or sell your home. With the combined experience of two realtors for the price of one, you will find a creative solution for your unique situation. In their years of buying and selling properties, Catherine and Robin have developed a vast network of professionals in the real estate industry. They have knowledge and connections the average real estate agent has probably never heard of, like the Lease to Buy program, combined with a genuine heart for helping people no one else will help. Choose the real estate team that always finds a way. Fill out the contact form now at klzradio.com home. K&R Home Transitions, powered by Worth Clark Realty. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. So on the financial sides of things, and Charlie shared this with me, I believe, Monday. I just didn't get a chance to get to it Monday or yesterday. So I thought now I'll squeeze this in between our last guest and Scott Garlis will be joining us here in just a few minutes. Colorado Pawn Shops are seeing an increase in the number of people seeking loans. And I never really, I, I, there's a lot of places I've never been in life. Yes, I know some of you would be shocked to know some of the places I've never been, but Charlie knows where some of them are. A pawn shop happens to be one of them. Yes, I know. I've never been to a pawn shop. I don't know why. I guess I've just never had the the need or the inkling to go to one. Um, at any rate, I also never thought of them as being a gauge of a local economy. Now, I think you could look at different pawn shops and even different parts of cities. For example, Denver, Inglewood, Arvada, Aurora, and so on. I'm guessing you could go look at a lot of the different pawn shops that are around this front range area and probably get a pretty good gauge of what's going economically, you know, going along economically in those particular areas. Cause I never really thought about it, but as people need more liquid cash to buy gas with, for example, which in the particular article I'm reading from the Denver channel that Charlie sent me, that's what it talks about. I never really realized that that would be a good gauge of the local economy. So people are, this article says scrimping to make a lot, you know, to, to make their ends meet. And more Coloradans are turning to pawn shops for the extra cash. At Pawn King in Inglewood, doors open at 9.30 every weekday. And typically customers are already waiting outside to get inside to sell something. In the morning, we usually have a little line outside our door, says Angelo Arguilero, who is the owner of Pond King, he says his business has always been one with ups and downs with the economy. Before COVID, he said things were getting, you know, people were getting by fine. It was during the pandemic that he saw an unusual boost. In fact, 
Charlie and I were talking, people during COVID came into pawn shops to buy things they could actually use at home while they were held up. So weight machines and things along those lines where you know you're going to be cooped up for a while, you know, they're going to go to the pawn shop and buy those things. Well, some of those same things are now coming back to the pawn shop to be sold to create cash for some of those maybe same individuals, maybe not. But this is his quote for the pandemic. They were coming in, but they were coming in for stuff to do at home. Bikes, laptops, cell phones, gaming systems, and so on. However, in February of this year, he noticed a change in how the people were now coming in. It's a lot more about getting gas for the week, the types of loans that are needed, a quick 30 bucks, 40 bucks to fill my tank. People just need money to do their daily commute. You know, pay the small bills, get gas, get groceries, maybe a few days before their paycheck. He now sees customers bringing in items they no longer see as necessities. They're giving up the bikes, the laptops, the gaming systems, and the fun things they bought during the pandemic. The things you kind of can live without for about a week or two weeks or more. Some things, he says, give thousands of dollars in loans, and others it's much less. But he says that it's not about the money for him. It's about helping the community. By the way, thank you for doing that. And and I've said this for years. There's all sorts of businesses that are needed to help all sorts of different people in all sorts of walks of life. And that's why in most every town you need, frankly, folks, everything from you know trailer parks to pawn shops. Why? Because it's how you keep communities moving forward and giving people, uh, in, in the case of you know trailer parks, which, by the way, most people don't realize, it's the reason why you see RV parks and trailer parks in most every town is because it qualifies for low-income housing. That's why most every city has at least one, if not more. And it is a great way for some folks to live much cheaper than what they could even go out and rent an apartment or, or, or something along those lines for. Point being... I never thought of it this way, but pawn shops are a great indicator of what's happening economically. If people are going in and pawning you know, certain items just to get 40 50 bucks for gas money, folks, that's not a good sign. I realize not everybody's doing that, but I, I do see, and we're going to talk to Scott Garless here in a few minutes, I do see things changing in that world whereby there's not, and we've talked about it with Scott, there's not as much cash Credit card debt is up. Certain people are being affected by this in a very negative way. I don't want to spend the next you know, segment talking you know, all politics, but I think you all know that this is not going to bode well for the current administration. When people can see fuel prices up, inflation up, and it's interesting that, that of course, the Biden administration, they only, they only want to take credit for when prices go down. Never when they don't ever want to take blame for when they go up. There was a uh, White House spokesman. I was going to play it the other day. I didn't get a chance to. But basically, this spokesman, he was asked the question exactly like I just said. You, you guys don't want to take credit for when gas prices go up, but you sure want to take credit for when they go down. And the answer back from the person at the podium was uh, 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 literally stumbling, not knowing what to say. Yeah, because there's no answer to that. If you're going to take credit for when prices go down, you better take credit for when they go up. Now, we all know that they're not even, they can't take credit for the prices going down because they didn't cause that. 
maybe indirectly by inflation and jacking the prices way up. They did because demand then starts to drop. Therefore, when demand drops and inventories increase, prices, of course, will come down. So I guess in a way they caused them to come down by their stupid policies beforehand. Of course, they're never going to stand at the podium and tell you what I just said. But that's the reason prices are down. Oil inventories are up. Finished good inventories are up, which is going to, of course, drive down the price at the pump. The minute that starts to change, they'll go back up again. And I I will also stand by the fact that we always see some of this happen as you get to the midsummer slump, they call it. You know, people do different things. They do different traveling. Uh, things change. They, they, you know, they're out. You know, kids are out of school. That's why the real estate market typically goes through a little bit of a slump right now. Things will pick back up, as the ladies talked about uh, even uh, Monday. Hi-Fi Plumbing is up next. If you've got any kind of a plumbing need at all, I don't care what it is. It could be something related to the drain going out or the fresh water coming in. Could be a faucet that drips or leaks. You name it. Could just be something where, hey, I've had this item laying around. I've wanted to get it upgraded for a while, and nobody's been able to do it in our household. So call Hi-Fi and have that done. There's a lot of trick water-saving devices out there today, by the way, as well. Ask High Five about those also. High Five Plumbing, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE or klzradio.com. Your main drain, a.k.a. your sewer, is crucial to your well-being and the state of your home. And when your main drain line is out of commission, the timely and quality completion of the work becomes your top concern. That's why you can't just trust anyone with a project so important. High Five Plumbing makes effort to prove that you can trust them. Their service techs go through three different trainings in a week, one general, one technical, and one service-based. They ensure their techs for your peace of mind. When you need to replace your sewer line, making the decision of what company to go with is high stakes. High Five Plumbing puts their principles in action, showing you reasons to trust them instead of telling. Don't wait until your drains are backed up, you smell sewage, or your home is damaged by leaking pipes. Call High Five Plumbing, 877-934-4445 or 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. Extreme Auto Repair, folks, get that vehicle in, get it maintained, and as we head into the fall months, which aren't that far away, school will be starting here before you know it. Get your vehicle in, get it inspected, get it ready, and by the way, have the alignment checked. The way the roads are around our area, I would have that done at least annually. So if you haven't done it yet, please get that done. KLZRadio.com, 303-841-1071. Go with your gut. You know when an estimate from a mechanic doesn't feel right. Maybe they're telling you to fix a bunch of stuff you didn't even know was broken. Maybe their prices seem surprisingly high. The team at Extreme Auto Repair in Parker will give you a second opinion for free so you know what's reasonable and what's not. They can typically beat the prices of their competitors, but they won't hold it against you if you decide to go back to the first guy. Either way, you have the peace of mind. The team at Extreme Auto Repair wants to keep you safe and help your vehicle last longer, but they never want to pressure you into repairs that you don't really need. So with every estimate, the team at Extreme Auto Repair will give you a priority list, showing you all of your recommended maintenance items in order, from most to least important. That way, you decide what you want to take care of now and what can wait until later. Free second opinions at klzradio.com slash extreme. Promises kept. Now is the time to stand up for life. Now is the time to stand up for women facing unplanned pregnancies. 
Now is the time to support pro-life ministry Save the Storks. Your monthly gift will help us put more medical units, called stork buses, on the road, giving women the choice to choose life for their babies. Visit SaveTheStorks.com now and sign up to support our ministry with a gift of $35 a month. Please don't wait. Go to SaveTheStorks.com now. Metro Pavers has a fantastic opportunity for Class A or B commercial dump truck drivers, offering competitive wages, advancement opportunities, health insurance, paid vacation, and performance bonuses. This is the right company to work for. Qualifications for the job include a valid Class A or B commercial driver's license, a professional attitude, hardworking, and the ability to work overtime as needed. You must be able to pass a DOT physical and have a clean motor vehicle registration over the last three years. Metro Pavers built its reputation as a premier asphalt and paving company that has excelled in the greater Denver metro area for multiple generations. The ideal candidate has good communication skills, accountability, and experience safely loading, unloading, and securing equipment. Take advantage of this opportunity by visiting MetroPaversInc.com. That's MetroPaversInc.com. And tell them KLZ sent you. You're listening to Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. And yes, as we look out towards the west, there are, to Richard's point a moment ago, I guess you could say spotty showers. We've been watching it kind of come and go here at our KLZ Towers, uh, Parker Road and 225. So yeah, those of you that are out driving around, stay safe. And it sounds like there's some different things going on traffic-wise. So just be aware of all of that. Scott Garlish joining us now. What's going on, sir? John, how much? How are you this evening? I'm doing great. Stansbury Research. Real fo- real quick, give folks the information on how they can find you. Sure, yeah. Uh, go to stansburyinvestor.com. Um, you can check out all of our free paid content. You can check out our paid content. Uh, we're there to help the little guy. All right, let's talk about, of course, economy and where things are at, the markets and so on. Uh, you were looking at the Bank of America's Global Fund Manager Survey. Talk about that for a moment. Yeah, so uh, Bank of America puts this out every month. They survey about 293 different fund managers across the globe. They manage about $800 billion in assets. Um, and typically when you include the leverage they use, you know, they dial that up to like two and a half to five trillion dollars. So that's okay. that's a fair fair amount of money in, in what's moving the markets around. Um, so Bank of America put their monthly survey out yesterday. They asked a bunch of different questions, but uh, one of the things that really stuck out to me was one: um, economic pessimism is at all time lows. Uh, that's very surprising, considering mm. it's worse than what we saw during the, the COVID crisis right. and what we saw during the financial crisis and, and what we saw after 9-11. Um, and then the other thing was uh, their cash levels uh, basically stood at the, the highest level we've seen since 9-11. Uh, again, this is, this is a very bullish sort of, well, this is a very stark uh, data point, but it, it's also a very bullish contraindicator. So uh, in layman's terms, explain that. What does that mean? Yeah, so what it means is basically they've sold a lot of their assets. They're very high in, in cash. So basically money. converted them to cash. Um, yes. Okay. And so the, the problem with that is if the market starts to rally, um, that money isn't doing anything. And so it's sitting on the sidelines. So they're not participating in a rally. Uh, but 
one of the other data points that came out was being long the dollar or being high in cash is one of the most crowded positions by all these money managers. In other words, they're all doing it. Um, so there's an old saying you learn on Wall Street early on. It goes, uh, the market does whatever hurts the most people the most. In other words, if everybody has bought in, there's nobody left to buy. Hmm. So how does it go higher? Hmm. And when ev- everybody's gotten out, there's nobody left to sell because right. it's, you know, it's, it's gone so low. So when I see signs like this and see that their cash balance is at the highest level it's been in over 20 years and the other times it's been here, it's, it's been at crisis levels, that's very striking to me. Hmm. Which, so, no, go ahead, go sure. ahead, sorry, go ahead, didn't mean to interrupt, go ahead. Well, okay, well, I was going to say, and so then what I did was I, I went back and ran the numbers, the S&P performance over the, the seven times this has happened over the last 21 years. Um, there was one year where it was down, that was after the dot-com bubble in 2000, um, but every other time it was up. And so the average gain uh, a year later after a situation like this is just under 20%. It's 19.7. It's pretty good. Uh, I'll take 19.7%. Yeah. All day long. All day yes. long. Okay, so for the folks that are listening, how do they take advantage of that? How do they get yeah, that, I mean, that it, 20% roughly? I think, okay, so that return is for the S&P 500 index. Right. It includes, it includes it's, a, it's a total return, which means it includes dividends reinvested. Um, I mean, the way I would look at that is just a really easy way to do that is to buy an S&P ETF, which is a yep. symbol, ticker symbol is SPY. And that way you're... You're, you're taking the guessing on it, right? You're not picking, am I buying the tech stocks in there? Am I buying the energy stocks? Am I buying the consumer cyclicals? You know, you're buying a little bit of everything by doing that. So you're that spread, ETF, you're spreading it out, correct? Correct. Okay. And that ETF tra- tracks the performance of the S&P 500. And look, I-, I will say, if this is something people are interested in, you know, it's going to take stomaching some volatility. It's not going to be just a straight line up. Yeah, don't but, put your whole life um, savings in it, right? Correct. That, that, is, that is correct. If you, you, but, yeah, I mean, look, you want to take a shot on, on a little bit. It's, I, I don't think you're going to get destroyed. I, I think you're going to, based on historical performance, mm-hmm. um, you know, 86% of the time you're up 19.7%. And, and, and so I guess, okay, I were, and make, again, as a layman, let me make sure that I'm following this correctly and can even explain it to, you know, I guess myself yeah. internally. This upside comes from the fact that a lot of these companies have turned some of those assets into cash. That cash is liquid. They then look at the buying opportunities or the things that may come along to where they can actually get in at a really good price or a really a really low price, I should say, or a great deal. They then take that, turn it around, make profit on that, and that's where those gains come from. Am I right in saying it that way? Yeah. Yes. Oftentimes, that is very okay. much the case. Okay, that's correct. And then that, and that's um, where all you know that that liquidity. And by the way, it's nothing more than what I've tried to coach most of my 
my small business owners on right now is have that liquidity so that when those buying you know opportunities come along that ability to catch things at a low price another business that's for sale that's at a really great deal or there's some sort of an equipment deal where things are really really inexpensive or 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 i mean i can go down the list scott and that's the things that sometimes yeah. recessions will bring about even for a small business they can take advantage of those turn them into gains all that's happening here is it's just on a much much larger scale right yeah, correct. And so, right, you're not necessarily, by, by playing the law of percentages more or less, too, so let's, right. just, let's say you, you went to gamble, you, you're taking, you know, nothing's low risk, but the odds are very stacked in your favor in this case. Correct, Again, correct. Yeah, nothing, yeah, nothing, nothing, I mean, even this, even the, even being self-employed, or, you know, nothing is without risk, Scott. I mean, I always tell everybody that's, self-employed, myself included, you're 90 days from bankruptcy at any point in time, so you better watch what you're doing. Yeah, totally correct. Um, and then well, some other things I looked at that gave me conviction in, in some of these things, too. So when I see that, I start looking around for other things. And, you know, uh, another piece of information that came out of this Global Fund Manager survey is again, pessimism about corporate profits is basically at all-time lows as well. So when you think about it this way, um, and you think of that as like a sort of a contraindicator for the market, we're going through earnings season right now. That means that these money managers are very negative on what sort of earnings these companies are going to report. So then you got to ask yourself, well, if pessimism regarding earnings is at all-time lows, how, how bad can they really be? Are they going to be so bad that they're going to exceed it to the downside? It sort of makes me think it won't. Um, an example being uh, Netflix last night. The stock rallied today, um, and the stock's been destroyed all year. I think it was right. off like seventy percent. But you know they put up a bad. They lost subscribers. I believe the number was right around nine hundred seventy thousand. But Wall Street was expecting them to lose like one point eight million. So that number was better than they feared. I mean. Nobody wants to hear about a business losing 970,000 subscribers, but when you're thinking they're going to lose 1.8 million, you're like, okay, well, probably could have been a lot worse than I thought. Right, right. Um, and, and then they're, they're hopeful that they're going to start adding subscribers back next quarter. You know, that, that remains to be seen. But again, expectations are low, and, and sometimes the stock market just comes down to performance versus expectation. Yep, no. Sort of. Yeah, like, makes sense. As you run a business, you know, you would look at your employees like the guy that comes in saying, I can do this, that, and the other thing, and he really can't. And then you see the performance, you're like, well, I'm firing that guy versus the guy that walks in the door and doesn't promise a thing, and he outperforms because you expected nothing. You're like, I want to give that guy a raise. Right. He needs to do more. Yeah, great point. Great point. No, I mean, and again, um, again, folks, talking to Scott Garlis, uh, Stansbury Research, Stansbury Investor. And a great place. Again, we'll put those links up on our website a little bit later tonight as well. Other things that maybe have caught your attention this past week, and, and I guess, you know, we're going to find out here, I'm guessing, is it next week on whether we're officially in a recession or not? When do those numbers come out, Scott? Uh, the numbers come out, yeah, I believe it's next week. It's the end of July, which is next week. Next week, um, okay. Yeah, and that's, that is, that is going to be a big number. But again, I, I would go back to, in terms of, the stock market and what's going on there. You know, the bulk of these investment managers expect that we're already in a recession. Right. So 
That, That's why I they've built up cash that. and done some of the things we just got done talking about, right? Yeah, exactly. And so I look at that and I think to myself, okay, we're probably going into a recession is what I believe, or we're already in one is what I believe, and we're just going to get it confirmed. But when those guys see that number, it's not going to freak them out. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, I expected, I expected this anyway, so here it is. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go back to a data point you and I talked about, I believe it was last week, that the average recession right. since, I think it was like 1928, mm-hmm. 11 to 12 months. And so if we find out we're in a recession at the end of July, we're seven months into it. So that means, you know, on the average recession time frame, we have four or five months left before things start. Which means, realistically, by the time, it's, it's ironic, by the time the midterms are over and we're into the first of the year when some of those folks that are elected take office, it's over. It's correct. That is correct. <laughs> Ironically enough. Um, okay. Fed, has, we talked about this a little bit last week, didn't get into it a lot. And, and I know that, you know, your feelings, I think mine as well, they're going to raise interest rates again. The real big question is, how far are they going to go? And I, I guess, and I don't know the timing of this, and this is why I've got you here asking you, sure. will the Fed know the, you know, the real number and the real data on if we're in a recession or not? And if they wait until that number comes out, will that have any impact upon what they do when it comes to interest rate rising, or do they care? No, you know what? Um, okay, so my guess, I, I don't know for certain, but I would imagine the Fed has some pretty good economic models built that, that model everything the BEA is going to put out and everybody else, okay. and they're going to know that we're in a recession. Okay. Um, but... What the Fed is looking at is they're looking at housing prices and they're looking at rent, what people are paying for rent, and they're looking at uh, the labor market. And they still see it's really tight. And so they want those things, again, the supply-demand to balance out. They actually want to see unemployment go up and wage costs come down, and they want to see housing supply increase, and they want to see housing prices come down because those are basically the biggest drivers of inflation data. So until they start to see more of that, that's when they're going to back off. Now, we're starting to see uh, existing home supply. It creeped up like 18%, I believe, is the most recent data. So, you know, when you have more houses out there, people that are trying to sell, they're going to get antsy if things don't move, and they'll start cutting prices. And that's when you start to see the home. Home prices come down. Um, the one thing the that Fed I don't know that the Fed, you know, again, these guys are, I, you would hope, a lot smarter than me, but at times I wonder, because the one thing that we all know, there's no secrets here, we have a literal lack of supply nationwide when it comes to homes. Some of the homes that you see going on the market now are typically people that are either moving to another state, they're upsizing or downsizing. Who knows why they're actually selling? I mean, there's all sorts of reasons why. Maybe they're building a new house. I mean, there's all sorts of reasons why people sell their existing home. Bottom line, Scott, is we're still under-inventoried overall when it comes to how many homes we need to meet the demand. So my feeling is while the feds want to see that number change until they get out there and start putting some sticks into the foundations, it ain't going to change. I agree with you. And I think that the housing market is going to remain supply constricted for quite a while. Yeah, I don't think the fed um, for truthfully, I don't think they can affect that side of it. Yeah. I mean, we, we let me, let me actually rephrase that, Scott. Hoping. They can affect it if they get interest rates so high, nobody's buying homes anymore, maybe, but I don't think any of us want to see that them included. No, no, that'd be bad. And not to mention what it costs the nation to service debt if they get 
interest rates too high would be a disaster. Correct. Um, it's the government wouldn't be able to spend a dime, which well, that might be good, but uh, but no, that would that would really hurt things. So what I think is going to happen is they're going to raise interest rates by seventy five basis points next week. But the one guy who's been the most prescient at the Fed, James Bullard, St. Louis Fed president, he did an interview recently the day after the hot CPI number came out last week. And what he said was, um, he basically said, we don't need to go beyond 3.5% by the end of this year. He's been guiding for that. Okay. And this was the first time, this is the first time he, had, he hadn't upped his ante when a, when a big inflation number came out. Now, everybody at the Fed, everybody else in the Fed was way below him, and now they're starting to come around to where he is. So that tells me that the Fed is going to do the 75 basis point hike uh, next Wednesday, and then they're going to start backing off. So that could be a momentum changer, too, in terms mm-hmm. of the Senate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I think that would... Economically, if we can see sentiment start to improve, especially consumer sentiment, we could see economic activity pick back up. Agree. Right, okay, I'll leave you with that. Good stuff. Again, Scott Garla, Stansbury Research. One more time, what's the website, Scott? Yeah, Stansburyinvestor.com. Appreciate it. Scott, as always, thank you very much for your time. John, thank you. You bet. Good stuff, man. I really appreciate it. We'll take a quick break. Affordable interest mortgages next. Speaking of interest rates, mortgages, all those things, Kurt Rogers will join us tomorrow afternoon, by the way, and really give you an insight into some of the things we just talked about with Scott as well, only from the mortgage broker end of things. In the meantime, give Kurt a call if you have any questions, 720-895-0500. With rates on the rise, how do you get the best rate? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Did you know that when you get cash out or your FICO score is below a 740 or you're financing a condo versus a single family home, it will cost you more in rate and fees. Many lenders are charging more. Stop paying it. At Affordable Interest Mortgage, we have lenders that don't charge. Trying to purchase a second home or is your loan amount considered a high balance or jumbo? There they go again, charging you more. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Let us show you a loan that doesn't charge more. Seeing a low rate but not reading the small print, only to realize all the extra costs and fees? Again, stop. Call 720-895-0500. Affordable interest mortgage. Quit paying fees and closing costs that are unnecessary. Get a low rate without all the extra costs. Let us show you how to save thousands. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable interest mortgage. 720-895-0500. Serving Coloradans for over 20 years. NMLS 298191, regulated by Dora. All right, we just talked to Scott on all things investing, and frankly, we've got our own specialist with us. That's Al Smith, Golden Eagle Financial, where unless you're a day trader and you really understand a lot of these things, and it's one of the things that you just do for, or it might even be the main way you make money, most of us are not that. I, myself included. I need somebody like an Al Smith to direct some of those things and help us get to retirement. And that's where Al comes into play. So if you're not that day trader and you don't know a lot of the things we just talked about with Scott, give Al a call today. In fact, join his seminar coming up on the 26th, 630 to 8, 303 744 1128, or find him at klzradio.com. A trustworthy advisor who is well-equipped to manage your assets before and after your retirement is essential in ensuring the longevity of your nest egg. Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial has a fiduciary duty to act in your best interests, so he cannot allow his own motives to interfere with the satisfactory fulfillment of that duty. 
Al knows the stress of planning for retirement and the worry that comes along with the proper allocation of your wealth. Giving you affirmation is one of his top priorities when working with something as valuable as assets that in most cases took a lifetime to accumulate. So when you place a portion of your assets under management with Al Smith, you'll know your money is positioned well. Al Smith makes you feel safeguarded from potential situations that could affect your financial health regardless of your retirement status. Make an appointment with Al Smith now. Visit klzradio.com slash money or call Al Smith at 303-744-1128. That's 303-744-1128. This is Josh with Business Equipment Service. Here's a message from one of our satisfied customers. Greg with Open Range Services said, With all the things I have to worry about in a day, it's nice not to have to worry about this complex beast of a machine outside my office. BES has done a great job of maintaining it for us, and we use the heck out of it. I have had some not-so-fun experiences with office machine maintenance companies in the past. Thanks for giving me one less thing to worry about. If you are looking into purchasing office equipment or have a problem with the equipment you currently have, Give us a call at 303-825-5664. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance does not work for any insurance company. They can shop the market and find you the best premium for the coverage that you need. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, folks, I want to close out with something that I probably could come back and spend more time on. I know I say that a lot, and I intend to, and I have great intentions, but sometimes other things come up, and, you know, the show happens, and other things, topics, and different things happen. But there's new green, quote-unquote green, building codes coming into Colorado, literally across the state. It's going to affect the price of everything. We are just talking to Scott a moment, a moment ago about how the feds want to see prices of homes come down. Um, when you put new building codes in that are very green-oriented, they are not going to come down. In fact, there's some studies out there that say this new Colorado building code will cost homeowners $68 billion by 2031. I'm going to say that again. That's less than 10 years, nine years. It will cost Colorado homeowners that are building, remodeling, and so on, $68 billion. And the reason for that is because of the way homes will have to be handled, how they're built. For example, no more gas at all. Having EV charge stations installed whether you want one or not. Even if you don't want it, having the wiring there for said charge station, which Polis actually vetoed that one because he didn't want to put that onto the backs of, and by the way, it's one of the things he'll actually run on when it comes to the governorship, but I'll give him credit. I would have vetoed it as well. But these are going to be huge costs anywhere on a residential building from 6500 to $22,000. That's the increase in the building cost that's where that big $68 billion number is coming from. So these are new 2021 International Energy Conservation Codes. They address energy efficiency on several fronts, including cost, usage, 
the use of natural resources, and the effects of energy use on the environment. In other words, just add dollar signs to the end of that sentence, folks. So again, the Fed wants to see housing prices come down. Not with this crap. Sorry, that's what it is. This is going to do nothing but increase the cost of home ownership. Veteran Windows and Doors is next. One way to save on home ownership is through the energy use. Yes, I will always agree with that. All of you will as well. And Dave at Veteran Windows and Doors can help you with that. By having things sealed up in your home, you will save money on your energy bill, and Dave can show you how. 303-529-0720. Dave Bancroft founded Veteran Windows and Doors on three Marine Corps principles integrity knowledge and dependability integrity because he won't sell you something you don't need veteran windows and doors charge you an honest amount saving you half of what the competitors charge knowledge because he would rather you be more educated than the next window sales rep that comes to your door he'll go through the specs of the product you do need in your home dave is sure to explain that the u factor will determine energy efficiency that the solar heat gain coefficient is necessary for temperatures inside your home and in preventing sun damage. Dave doesn't need sales gimmicks like heat lamps because he uses actual industry standards, meeting and exceeding code. Dependability is Dave visiting every customer personally so he can consider what year, how your house was built, and help you customize your new window or door. Veteran windows and doors stand by their principles. Visit klzradio.com window to see for yourself. Suck it up, buttercup. Back to Rush to Reason. All right, folks, that's it for today. Uh, tonight, up next, of course, National Crawford Roundtable, where we talk about the new telescope that went into space and uh, also talk about UFOs and things along those lines. Tomorrow, Steve House, Dr. Kelly Victory will be with us, of course, in the 3 o'clock hour. John Canada from Denver IT Security will talk about all the different things related to staying safe, not only online, but with cell phones and so on. And then, of course, Kurt Rogers will join us in the 5 o'clock hour to talk about where we're at when it comes to mortgages, housing, and all of that here in this Colorado Front Range area. Have a great night, guys. Take care. I'll see you tomorrow. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.